three, two. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Welcome to the tribe, everybody. Episode Ooh. eight. Holla at your yeah. boy. I'm one of your co-hosts, Dylan. So it's Marone SC, and it's Denzel, and I'll be hosting this week's episode. Yep, we got so, a really good one today. But I'm gonna let the homie take it away. So. <laughs> So, so we, before before we get into the topic, what today's episode is going to be about, I need to talk about, you know, the GOP and the Democrats. We need to talk about, like, so what's going on with this, like, overruling of the further investigation of the insurrection? Like, what's going on with that? Yeah, I mean, I could, I mean, we talked about this a little bit before, but yeah, uh, basically, there's uh, their insurrectionist party where they don't want to uh, admit that. Well, so they're held, they're held in. They're held ransom by Trump. Held hostage. Held hostage. Thank you. Yeah, they're held hostage <laughs> by Trump. I'm just on my activity. I don't know. So like they they can't say anything that's against him, but at the same time they have to also they don't want to anger the majority of the people. So if you look at polls, long story short, if you look at polls, majority of Americans that are identify Republican identify as being pro-Trump more than pro-conservative or pro-Republican. Mm. So they none of the politicians in power at this point can mess with their majority or whatever in, in their areas by going against him. So they're not going to say anything about overturning the government or trying to overtake the government back in january so would you say those who are pro-trump are like it's like a sub a subsection of those who are republican or they'd be like a, a completely different party i think they're the majority that's the sad part the majority of the republican party that's registered today is like officially the party of trump it's it's so weird that's what i'm saying we said this last time like it doesn't make any sense for them to act this way but that's if you look at all the polls 75 million people voted for trump not for the republicans mm, okay. okay yeah it's unfortunate man but yeah, does it doesn't make damn sense to me, but hey, it's, it's money, world. bro. It, Denzel's money, right? Like if they if they don't get any funding from the like rallies and stuff like that, and by, like people don't show up unless it's him now because it's a culture war. So yeah, Dylan, Matt, Dylan, mad quiet. <laughs> yeah, because Trump is be crazy. You already know. I I don't have to. I don't have to repeat. I, I've yeah, said, I've said everything that I need to be. Said I've had my I've had my fair share of seeing Trumpists and uh in the public eye living in Texas. And I'm just like, I, I don't even get to talk to you. I, yeah. I, there's no point. I mean, that's, that's what created them in the first place. That's the problem, right? Like by people felt ignored and then Trump gives them a voice, even though he's clearly not for them, but like he gives that populist agenda and then people are like, yeah, he's going to take it to them. He's going to drain the swamp. And they believe that. So that's why they follow him because they don't feel like they're heard. So. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I need, I, I, so I'm going to like kind of move up, move it around, but this Eternals trailer, how you feeling about it? <laughs> Look, I gotta cut off. I gotta cut the noise of this because okay, we're we're talking about Trump. It is what it is. It's kind of like existing, but this Eternals trailer, yay or nay? Uh, it's yay for me, and the movie seems like it's gonna look really good. A lot of good actors and actresses in it. Uh, plot line looks like it's gonna be pretty good. It's just funny how everyone, like on Twitter and on like Reddit, social media, or whatever. Or just going in on them because they could have helped out whenever they were having their war with Thanos. So that's just, that's what is just funny to me. But the trailer looks good. Looks real nice. It is. What you think, man? I thought it looked great. Like, what do you think? Oh, I thought it looks great too. I think it has a good cast. I think people are kind of salty about the you know the whole Thanos Eternals thing. But I mean, they're the Eternals for a reason. They're not supposed to interfere with such matters. Yeah, I mean, also if you look at like WandaVision, they just. Were... You know what you know what a retcon is, right? Like they did a reverse canon where they say, "Oh, actually, she was this the whole time." Like oh, that's uh, cool. further, huh? This is this the first time here? Uh, for real? Uh, where should because you mean we mean more American comics? So <laughs> like they're rewriting the story, making Wanda what she is in WandaVision. It's like, yeah, they're gonna keep adding to the story, and some shit won't make sense because this world doesn't make it's all made up. So why would you 
get mad at it. It wasn't part of the original plan, clearly. Because remember, they tried to do the Inhumans, like, 10 oh, yeah, years we, 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 don't, we don't talk about that, man. We don't talk about that shit. Yeah, so. Now they got, uh, what's that? What's the uh, director's name, Denzel? Zhao or something? Oh, man. Chloe Zhao. Oh, is that her? Yeah. Okay. Academy Award winning. Okay. Actor, so. director. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 I feel that. Um, so my my boy, Isaiah, you know, the man of the song Lay With You yep. has, dropped a, has dropped a leak. 200 slash warning. What you think about it, Maron? I want to hear your opinion on that. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. Tell me. Oh we man! With the hater, no. Is it? Is this an observation? Okay. Postmortem for TDE. Uh, I think this song was cool. I like the second half of it. The first half was chill, and it was kind of more that the party. It sounds like he's going for a party sound for a lot of his releases, yeah. which I'm not mad. I say it's cool. So I'll take whatever he gives out. I'm happy. But uh, that second half again, second half of the song was like, all right, I'm starting to get into it. I liked it. I like the flow. But um, I'm I'm. It's just weird that he tweeted out like you guys. We didn't mention it, but he tweeted out, "This is not on my album." And it's like, whose fault is this? <laughs> like, who do we have to blame? Probably I think punch. it's probably Punch, yeah, it's probably right? Punch, punch, yeah. punch, punch has been on some shit, man. He's yeah. been on some like, I control everything because he does control everything. Yeah. So I want to, I want old Isaiah back. What do, you, what do y'all think? Y'all are bigger fans of him than I am. I'm a casual fan of Isaiah. Well, it's man. great, but it's not going to be on the album. So <laughs> that's all I have to say on that. Add it to your playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Same shit, man. Same shit Dylan said. It's great, but it won't be on the album. And I'm very sad about that, man. Even got our manager playing that shit on repeat. So what does that say? Look, all I'm saying is if this isn't going to be on the album, and that was Flames, in my opinion, oh, man, I hope <laughs> I hope the songs on the actual album are better than this, for real, because this leak was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I mean, how many times have you seen an artist like drop some like, oh, this is not on my album? Like, how many Drake cuts in like 2012 that didn't make it take care? Like, this should have been on Take Care. Mm-hmm. I just, and I don't know. Yeah, Jay Cole does the same thing sometimes. It's like a lot of these songs floating on YouTube should have been on your album. Mm-hmm. Speaking of leaks, let's talk about this real quick. The Wuhan Lab theory, leak theory. Denzel, Bro, can you give us? Uh, I want to do a whole dissertation on it, man. It's hard to say in like two minutes. I know we don't have you... much time. Mm-hmm. but i would i would just say that it is still a theory do you mind if you want to oh, okay. i was gonna say yeah, it's not yeah. it's, it's a theory it's not considered truth because as much evidence as there is when you break down the virus you can never say for a fact it's not genetically modified right the, the gain of function research shows that it's, it's just it's just artificial adaptation so You're it's just right. a virus adapting normally but at a hyper accelerated rate so there's no way to tell if the virus itself was engineered to be a weapon so there's no proof of that there is some evidence that some people got sick in those labs that were funded by the U.S. and by whatever, whatever, and they did get sick in November. Right. That's a fact, most likely. But China covers everything up, and the World Health Organization works for China, essentially. So you're never going to get all the facts. <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah. it's cool to listen, though, because the, anyways, long story short, uh, Fauci's emails got uh, released, right? You saw those? Yeah, I saw that, yeah. So, yeah, so, like, he's been known to have some, some duplicity when he talks to the public about what's considered public safety and what's safe and what's not and what he thought what he thinks is a theory versus what he thinks is real so yeah i don't know what do you what do y'all think man i think it's very complicated and it just shows that you should definitely get outside your comfort zone when you look for your news media because conservative outlets and like more right-wing things were talking about this lab like leak theory before mainstream media has more recently so i wanted to know what you guys thought of that uh it's always fuck right-wing media and i don't i don't really have too much information on this uh wuhan lab leak so i'm just gonna pass it on to my guy denzel oh yes thank you thank you um 
I think it's crazy. I think, as you said, Marone, it's really important, especially in my line of work, that you have to look through multiple sources to find the right answer. Because like you said, right-wing media will put put you in a different mindset. And most of the time, you know, we have we we as humans have this have this uh, condition where we tend to look for things that are more geared towards what we want to hear, believe in media. And that's always the thing. Like even myself, I catch myself doing that. Like, oh, I need to remember, like I need to look at the facts, not look at what I want to hear. Um, so I think that's that's kind of crazy. I don't know too much about the lab leak theory. I know bits and pieces, and I did know about the Fauci emails. I mean, I think it's just really cool that he still that he was still like staying up hours of the night to answer all those emails as much as he can. So I mean, he's a right. true dude. Yeah, man, I just hate that like you have to put so much blame on it, like so much pressures on one person. Like this is a whole health organization for the United States, and it's it just sucks that he has to like answer every single question. So you're right that he did put the effort out there. And if you remember him talking about this real quick, he said that we didn't need masks in the beginning uh, of the pandemic, and then like later on he was like, okay, well I only said that because I felt like the health uh, care workers needed it more. So I told people not to, because I didn't want to rush. And like, if you saw the rush with the toilet paper, people ran out to steal all that too. So he might've been right. It might've been right. Wrong, but how many people died because they didn't think masks were important in the early part of the pandemic. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I, I hate putting everything on him, but yeah, he, he did have responsibilities. Herman Burks. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So I think it's time to check the rhyme. Yes, sir. So today's topic I really want to discuss is mental health and hip hop. This might be a two series, it may not be, I don't know, but we'll, we'll go from here. So I want to start off with a lyric from one of my, actually the rapper we were talking about in the intro, Isaiah Rashad, from one of his songs off a project he was gonna release or he did release called uh, Pieces of a Kid. Um, the song is Gil. Uh, so the lyrics start off with this, it goes uh, late nights, stay on it, bright lights, they want it. And it's funny how you so charismatic, a sex addict, but stay lonely. Throw a beat on it. I kill it. Not a gun, though. My feelings. Here comes slow pop pillin, and I die young, God willing. So basically, the lyrics are just kind of like talking about like you know his struggles with like addiction of like sex, drug addiction. Um, you know struggles of like trying to f- figure out himself and dealing with depression. Depression for the biggest for the biggest part of the situation. So I'm gonna start off with uh, a question that I want to bring up to you guys. So like when do you when you think of mental health and hip hop? Like, what do you think are some of the most commonly discussed mental illnesses? You got it. No, you got it. For- most commonly, <laughs> <I'm not laughs> because you know. he was talking, he was like, "Yo, look at the camera." I was like, "Bro, I'm trying to listen to Denzel." <laughs> no, I'm reading his no, I, saw right you, now. I saw y'all just looking up. I was like, "What are they looking at? Something? They're like a little bug on the wall or something?" Oh, like, we need a, we need a director. All right, man. <laughs> I appreciate you. Uh, most common mental health yeah. and hip hop. Yeah, just some just some of the common most commonly most discussed hip topics you would hear. Honestly, man, uh, I think PTSD is probably one of the mm, highest because okay. it's the way that the, the you know, high, it's men dominated field, the way that they express the traumas, uh, losing friends and stuff like that. So, like, I think it's definitely depression and PTSD and anxiety, I think, has come up more recently. I think guys are more happy now to be like, oh, man, I'm really anxious about this and third. But, yeah, I think PTSD, number one for me, if you want to talk about the hardcore rappers of the late 80s and then even before then the like the sadness of like uh bambada and then like the way that they described their the loss of their community and uh the teachings of um that was wrong with me today the teachings of good. uh the teacher man come on not rock him come on grandmaster flash no uh krs1 oh KRS1. sorry <laughs> KRS1. that's all good yeah the way that krs1 was teaching man like he was definitely lamenting on his neighborhoods and how things were going on so I think that, yeah, those are my, my take. Yeah, I would say uh, if you're talking about late 80s, 90s, it was more 
geared towards if there was mental health uh, discussed in hip hop lyrics, it was more geared towards PTSD, depression, and just uh, how the uh, vulnerable and underrepresented communities that you know most of these artists came up in or growed up uh, grew up in uh, they suffer from that depression because because of uh, past behaviors and that they witness as kids or the behaviors that they got into in, in terms of drug violence drug use alcohol abuse and whatnot and uh, like Marone said I believe that anxiety is starting to be taught is starting to be wrapped or sung about more uh, amongst artists um, when you uh, hear like a lot of like the Zan lyrics when uh, rappers oh, and yeah. <laughs> singers are talking about <laughs> popping Zannies and shit. So, and that, you know, that helps with anxiety. Also like another, I guess, uh, interesting case would be like a stage fright. If you want to talk mm. about Summer Walker. Okay. I would probably say oh. that's kind of oh, like a mental yeah, that's a big one, aspect yeah. of it as well. But she's not the only one that deals with it, but she she's more recognizable because of the, the visible symptoms that she has with stage mm. fright but there's other artists that deal with stage fright as well uh they just don't really show it so is that a, is that a mental health disorder or is it like is i guess it's a form i guess i don't know i, I, I was I asking the question in general okay yeah i, would say yeah, I was just asking in general i wasn't i didn't know that's actually a good question denzel what defines a uh a mental health disorder I honestly, honestly don't know. I think it just depends on what's well. If you want to go by like scientific standards, you go as what's in the was it the DSM five? DSM five. Damn, yeah. I'm so old, bro. I remember taking psych in high school. It was DSM four. It's five oh, now, bro. It's five now because I think it drops every four years. They updated. Oh, okay, that makes okay. sense. I, yeah, I don't know too. Hey, don't, don't but don't quote me on that because like psychology is like recent. This is from college, you know. Yeah, yeah. The last time I remember it was five or six, maybe. Um, so, so I really like those points you guys brought up. So actually, I want to refer to like a JAMA article that I looked up that was from December 2020. It's titled A Content Analysis on Mental Health Discourse in Popular Rap Music. Mm. So in this article, it, show, it states that the most commonly discussed topics based upon percentages, um, it's not, this is not, this is just based upon the article, just remember, um, were anxiety, depression, and suicide. Um, so the article looked at about 125 rap songs and by North American artists exclusively, right, from the top 25 lists. And that was issued every five years from 1998 to 2018. And so from the range of, if you're looking at the range from, of 1998 rap songs over depression shot up from, from 1998 to uh, 2018, they shot up from 16% to 32%. And that's uh, the discussion of depression mentioned in hip hop, in hip -hop songs. Um, metaphors related to mental health struggles in general rose from 8% to 44%. Mm. And then collectively songs from, nine, from 98 to 2018, 28% of them consisted of anxiety references. Um, and, collectively six, and collectively from 1998 to 2018, 6% of them uh, touched upon su suicide. Only so 6%? They, Mm -hmm. that's what it said but this is like, this is like collectively not not like not like the rise from zero to six but collectively six percent of all those songs from 1998 to 2018 wow. only six six percent of them consisted of just suicide suicidal topics but then, like i said this is a kind of a fairly small sample size so mm -hmm. i do want to also bring that up and it's only those from north american artists as well right right um so the findings show that references to mental health struggles rose up significantly. That's what we're kind of looking at. Um, and like I said, I just want to remind you guys that the study only ran through like 2018. Um, 
but it would be interesting to see how that study would be like uh, the results of the study uh, in terms of percentages between 2019 to now, especially when you have a pandemic, a pandemic thrown into it. Because yeah. I can kid you not, I think over the past few years, I've heard so many people saying, you know, I'm not in my field. I'm like, I'm like, some they feel some kind of mental health struggles, myself yeah. included. But everyone else, you know, I feel like a lot of people this year, especially on Twitter, they've been feeling it really hard the last two years. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, just the I think the lack of human contact interaction definitely got people feeling a type of way in a digital age where you're supposed to think that you would think that social media would make you feel you know, more connected with people, but sometimes I guess you need to be in person. It feels like an empty connection more than anything. That's sad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't mean that. <laughs> it's like, damn, bro, I didn't, because, you know, I don't know, because I don't, me personally, y'all know me, I don't like sharing stuff on social media, but I always seem like, like, when I see y'all interacting with stuff online, I'm like, oh, you must be, you must be, like, connecting with people, having fun, Denzel, like, in every picture inside, like, I see what you're doing, bro, like, I respect it. I mean, I just do it for like, I do it more for like, you know, part of what I want to do in life and what I want, what my gains are and how I want to improve myself. But so far as like personal life, I try not to post too much of my personal life because I don't want people to know about me without before they know me. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. I don't like that kind of energy. And I feel like if I, if any of us were to, for example, get like big and famous and shit, like I almost would be kind of terrified sometimes because just the idea of like them knowing stuff about us that we wouldn't want to discuss them like hey you know like, like what how do you know that yeah so I pulled, I, pulled up on my nerd word for for reals man <laughs> um, hey we're looking out for him man you don't know <laughs> all right yeah but um i do want to i guess look into a broader sense of some of the most common mental health issues discussed in hip-hop i know you guys mentioned things like ptsd stage fright um anxiety mm. but so i did look more broadly uh to see what are the five most common types of mental health disorders discussed in hip-hop and those were depression anxiety suicide bipolar disorder and adhd is what i've seen so far so when it comes to rappers what do you remember what was one of the first rappers you remember that talked about like mental health in any sense in their music if you had well, to remember, I'll go first because I know Marone's gonna uh, glean onto some '90s rappers, some old ass rappers. So hey, doesn't uh, matter. Yeah, I'll go with the more new age uh, perspective. And Kid Cudi was really the first artist, exclude I wouldn't say exclusively, but mostly uh, in his lyrics talking about. And I got my notes right here. Uh, talking about depression, hallucinations, drug use. Uh, he always was mentioned in night terrors in the songs and whatnot dealing with that and uh the night terrors stemming from uh you know experiences that he had growing up with his family so he was one of the first main artists that i remember uh like in, in t mostly in his lyrics most of his lyrics discussing uh things about mental health so and i feel like with him and also Adowitz and Heartbreak with uh, Ye, uh, that I, I feel like that kind of ushered in, not a new era, because I feel like it's not really an era, but it's just like more and more artists being more comfortable with discussing depression, suicidal thoughts, anxiety, ADHD, what have you. So that's, he, he's the first one I remember. I know he's not the first one ever, but he's the first yeah, one Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you, Maron? Yeah, it's gonna have to be Pac, man. I can't think of anyone else before, but he's literally a lot of his songs are about suicide, uh, traumas, trying to connect with friends, loss, and like he literally just talks about his mental, like the him and Scarface, like those are just the two that off the top of my head I can say, probably the most prolific in that space. 
And I think dudes went further, like going to Dylan's quote unquote new age. It makes more sense for dudes to be a little bit soft because like the, the genre got softer in the sense where they didn't talk about murder as much. So, or at least not that sense to the point where like dudes could be more internalized in their uh, analysis of the traumas they've gone through mm. or maybe Cuddy hasn't, I don't know Cuddy's lifestyle, for example, but I can assume that he may not have had the same upbringing as those that the stories that Tupac was talking about, but he could still have had the same amount of issues or some type of issue, you know, just different types of life. Exactly, exactly. So I, I can see demons being from different, I just think the, fu- the funniest thing to me was just like, we talk about how people, I think people, I don't know if you guys would agree, but people are a little bit more sensitive now to mental health issues. And yeah. Like, then no one's really making fun of you if you're depressed they're just kind of like all right well let's get you help you need because that could turn out bad mm-hmm. and then you just have drake in the corner making fun of kid cuddy for going to rehab and going to <laughs> getting help and it's like some guys are just too rich to care <laughs> i guess but the funny thing is like we know drake be going through some mental health things too so i, I feel like i feel like every artist goes through some mental health things anxiety at the very least at the yeah. very least in my opinion i never but, seen i never seen cole scared talking about depression while making well, this, man, this, this man was talking was, uh, this man was talking about anxiety and shooting bullets and stuff man go ahead and tell. um and I, I i did i did like those answers a lot i think one of the first artists that came into my mind actually was a uh, kanye west mm. especially when he dropped 808s and heartbreak um Funny thing about 808s and Heartbreak is apparently, you know, a lot of people say that was the big emotional opener for like a lot of music discussing like mental health and bringing up more emotional topics in, in the rap game. Um, it, le- it led up to artists such as like Juice World or Lucy or Uzi Vert, probably not the best examples, obviously, but I'm saying like there are they're people who are big examples of like emotional rap or even Travis Scott at times, you know, who pulled from Kid Cudi, but also had the tra- that Kanye West influence as well. Where right. you, there, Cause there were some songs that they would talk about and you're like, damn, like, you all right, man, he gets you a chill pill or something, like take you to the therapist and we got you, you know, we're gonna look out for you. Um, but I wanted to segue into like the next topic of this discussion, mm-hmm. um, talking about like, how do these rappers tend to develop these mental health disorders? Did you guys have any like thoughts that come up to mind when I say that? Uh, yeah, I would say a lot of rappers, uh, they grow up in vulnerable and underrepresented communities where mm-hmm. there's a lot of, uh, they're more susceptible to poor mental health outcomes, just in general, if you, you can look up a lot of studies with that, uh, you know, point to that, uh, with gun violence, gang violence, drug, drug use, drug violence, and then, you know, growing up in that environment at an early age, you see, uh, you know, parents, loved ones, older people that, uh, you know, they drink more like alcohol, they abuse alcohol, they abuse drugs. So mm-hmm. when you're, when you see that at a young age, you're more susceptible to get into those types of behaviors when you become a teenager. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like with that, uh, that experience goes into whenever you grow older, mental health. And because once you do start dealing with the pressures of, uh, superstardom, fame, uh, you fall back into the behaviors that uh, allow you to escape. So mm-hmm. you take more hallucinogens, you take more alcohol, you take more drugs. Um, I want to mention a couple of rappers. Big Sean is one mm-hmm. where uh, I don't like this song, uh, Single Again, <laughs> but it, he's talking in a few lines. He's talking about how 
when he was dealing with depression and anxiety, he turned to drugs, but he said that that was a short-term fix that didn't really fix anything. So he turned to meditation, he turned to therapy and uh, that's helped him. And then another artist I want to mention is uh, Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. where in his track, you, he's, uh, you know, he's talking about, he doesn't really love himself because he feels like uh, he's not really looking out for his family or his friends back home that well. And he's just, you know, too, I guess, uh, souped up in his uh, career. So he turns to alcohol to deal with that, with the stresses of, you know, dealing with that. So, um, hmm. so hmm. those are two examples for me. And that's how I would say, uh, I forgot what your question was, but yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was just mentioning about how rappers develop these, tend to develop these mental health disorders. So you were riding the money, yeah. bro. Yeah, like um, everybody's, everybody's experience is different, but I think that's probably the most common. Mm-hmm. Y'all feel like, sorry, Denzel, to go. No, 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 go ahead. No, go ahead. Do you think that, it sounds so bad. This, do you this, think, it's okay. Do you think that, uh, do you think that Big Sean, because I don't remember him talking about the traumas, like, I don't listen to that much, but I don't remember him talking about, like, mental traumas that much earlier in his career. Do you feel like he no, was, he didn't. wasn't, right? Was no. he, I, don't th- I don't think so at all. No. Do, you, do you think that he's kind of hopping on a trend where it was a little bit more trendy now to talk about that? Or do you feel like he just felt more open to speak on these things? Because mm-hmm. I, I noticed that it happened right around the time he broke up with Janae Aiko. So I was like, oh, you're suicidal. Bruh. I didn't know that. I don't know what happened to his life. Like maybe, maybe okay. he just got driven. All right, we're we going to have to address this because you real disrespectful <laughs> and not really knowing yeah. these people. I, I you don't, don't know. You don't know these don't. people. You don't know what these people really go through. But I know I his lyricism think, from the past. Sorry. You no, know, no, you're good. You're good. But I don't think it's like a wave he's hopping on. Um, maybe it's just Janae is the first woman that he like truly cares for, like truly, truly cares for. And, you know, and there's still they're still good they're still on good terms so they're um, they're doing something they're still wavy yeah they're they're wavy so but i'm not gonna elaborate too much on it but i feel like you know you don't really know what these people go through so you can't really assume hey yeah yeah and that's and that's kind of like the issue that's kind of like the issue with the whole with being a celebrity you have this screen that people see of you just being a celebrity so whatever you release right if you drop music and it's like all of a sudden like goes from like talking about like ass then going to like depression and going back into you know making that money people are yeah. starting to think are you hopping on the wave so i kind of see marone's thinking on that as well but also i agree with dylan saying that you know we don't know what they're what's going on in their lives you know maybe they're at the time like hey i want to make this because this is how i was feeling like at the moment um i i can't judge on it because i like i said i don't know what he's experiencing in his life you know what i'm saying yeah, but you just look at his past work and you're like, you never, you, you never touched on this kind of stuff. Like you talk, you would talk about trauma, but you wouldn't talk about it in this way. So it's right. either like you've, you've changed in a way that like, you, you've probably gotten into therapy. You probably, you do it. I don't know. When a guy starts talking about needing magnesium in his, in his drinks or whatever to cure like irritable bowel <laughs> syndrome, or whatever he had, I'm like, bro, I don't trust nothing you say. I'm sorry. No, uh, I'm hey good. man. Right, hey, yo, Marone, Zerone, Zen the fuck out. <laughs> True. I'll see TFO. I'm good. What's the next topic? Based on? <laughs> so I want. So actually, I was gonna break the break. Go like let's go into my my perspective on how rappers may have developed uh, mental health disorders. So it's like mental different ways, like you mentioned or you mentioned around that you touch upon. Um, you know, talking about like environmental issues, like with family life and genetic issues, which I wanted to touch upon. Um, which some genetic mental health disorders could be things such as. 
ADHD, bipolar disorder, major depression, um, schizophrenia, autism. Some of the biggest, so I did actually, I honestly don't know why I don't remember this, but I didn't know Chris Brown had was has bipolar disorder and PTSD. Yeah, I found that out there looking it up. Did you guys know that? I'm sure Freezy did. Yeah. <laughs> I knew he had a bipolar disorder. Yeah, disorder. that's a shame. Yeah, yeah that, that kind of kind of me twisted. And also, like DMX had bipolar disorder as well. Mm-hmm. I'm RIP, you know. Um, and then also Kanye West has bipolar disorder. I mean, he made a whole album about it. Um, called I, I mean, the title on it said, "I hate being bipolar." It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Wait, was Chris Brown uh diagnosed? Do you have any idea when he was diagnosed? Was it probably when he was an adult, right? It was around the time of the. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> wait, wait. Around yeah, the time of the incident. The incident. Oh. You know what I'm saying. You know, oh, almost, oh, oh, almost oh, killed yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was like after that. It was right after yeah, that. Huh? After that. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying, though? Like it feels like a weaponization of mental health sometimes. Anyways, <laughs> that that can be I true. Think, wait, wait, wait. Like, I don't think there's a weaponization. Go, go. I, we, I think we, we, we still got time. We can go into this a little bit. Uh, I mean, we're kind of running on time, but uh, I don't oh, think yeah. it's a weaponization. I just think. It's uh, just acknowledging that, hey, this, like, for example, like Chris Brown with the bipolar disorder, mm. this may be a reason that, like, he's acting this way. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just a way to, like, not justify, but yeah. just to say this this is maybe a reason that he's acting but this way. But if it wasn't way, part so. of, sorry, like, if it wasn't part of the case, and, like, why bring it up? I agree with you, you know on that, but, um, you know, it, it's important. For me, it's important to, uh you know, diagnose these things and right, sure. right. Yeah. Well, well, also, I think if you're looking at a more of a, like a lawyer trying to defend its client's perspective, okay. like on the on the law on the on the law end of things, you know, most of the time people can get out of shit like sentences when you just whenever they have a mental health and illness because it's not their fault necessarily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that is a so, sort of idea of weaponization of mental health. Um, so I did want to kind of segue because you know we are running a little bit on time um, into the yeah oh really okay so <laughs> yeah, I want I, I want to damn time time be going fast um, so I want to get into the last part talking about uh, one last section for the conclusion why how do rappers cope with these mental health problems and it shouldn't be super long I mean what are what are some things you think people do to mental health, rappers specifically do to cope with mental health issues and I already so- mentioned some. Yeah, besides like substance abuse, uh, I think a lot of guys talk about at least the, the men in the, in the in the raps that we listen to definitely talk about therapy and they talk about like different outlets. And some people, I think their art is their outlet. Of, like, are you talking about, are you talking, sorry, do you talk yeah. about like more, are you talking about more new age rappers or just like since the beginning, like the 90s, 80s that they were talking? Because I think now it's a lot more of like, yeah. you know, I see my therapist, I'm talking to someone right now, not just even seeing a the therapy. Therapy can be just like, going on nature walks therapy could be mm-hmm. talking to your homie about your family your mom or something like that but i just want to see where you're, where you're coming from yeah i think that when it comes to the newer generation like 2010s forward that's what you're referring to but in the i think in the older time the olden days i don't even think they acknowledged that they had any mental issues like it's just like no nah, i'm just going through it but i'll be all right like don't worry about it don't don't ask me nothing i'm going through it or this is my pain look at my pain i'm going to deal with it as a man but in public so yeah, I think the the whole the whole idea of like acknowledging your traumas and trying to deal with them head on is more of a newer thing, newer thing, newer thing. Yeah. So and it's good that uh, more and more artists are going to therapy, uh, and also you know Big Sean and Cole talking about meditation, uh, which is another another good outlet as well. Um, definitely a good change from when 
uh, Royster59 had said, I'm my own therapist in one of his songs. So <laughs> it's, it's a good change. Uh, but yeah, I would say, I would say therapy, talking to a psychologist or behavioral therapist, uh, meditation, hmm. and uh, like you said, uh, Denzel, going on walks, just doing anything therapeutic uh, are definitely ways that uh, in my research, uh, how artists are. Yeah. Uh, coping with it and just one thing real quick uh, i want to mm. mention jay-z whenever he was having oh, yeah. he had his outtakes when he was doing his uh interviews with other black men around the 444 album when it released and he was saying oh, look through my notes but uh <laughs> he he has said that uh he grew from the experience of talking with a therapist and he feels like uh, every com every emotion is connected and it comes from somewhere so uh, earlier in the video when I keep saying like, you know, uh, artists that grow up in uh, underserved and vulnerable populations, communities, mm -hmm. uh, there's an experience that they went through that probably, uh, you know, triggers something in their head whenever they're going through what they're going through as uh, an artist uh, living today. So, um, so I thought that that was a pretty profound uh, statement from Jay when he had said that so mm. um, it's funny that in his old age he finally figured out that therapy is uh, <laughs> yeah. a way to uh, help with this but but it's it, better late than never better late Denzel than never. real quick I just want to mention that he made all those tours and talk about mental health after he got caught cheating on his wife yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> another yeah. shield <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's funny. that that i agree with you that, uh, that's, that's, i agree with that's that too but, yeah uh, he was trying to derail that you know right but again as long as it helps him in his marriage and his uh relationships right. with with family friends right. so that's that's good yeah but just a real just a real close just a real quick to close this out i do want to agree with you know talking about jay-z and i think when it comes to people uh, especially of the older generation, you know, it's harder to open up in that such in that sense because you're so in that mentality of growing up where you're just like, you know, I need to make my money, I need to grind. Like if I'm not like making money, I'm not happy. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's like that mentality that he's still running with. And now he's since he's been growing in a new age, he has a daughter, he has Beyonce as his wife, and he's trying to learn <laughs> and things happen. Regardless of what happened, you know, he's now becoming better than he was before and it takes mm -hmm. time i think some people take it takes more time than others to want to finally admit they need therapy or want to admit they hey i can't do this alone i need to talk to someone i need to get do something to clear my head and get myself in the right place mentally yeah um yeah but yeah let me just get down to the last one last part you know just the conclusion of this all you know um at the end of the day do you think mental health is being discussed enough in hip-hop and does it even need to be discussed at this point? Uh, yes and yes, I think. Well, no and yes. It doesn't need to be discussed at all times, I think, especially because it's uh, so applicable to a lot of people, Denzel. And yeah. uh, do they talk about it enough? No. I think there could be more songs where they're not just being emo about things. I think there's songs where you could talk about. Like Logic? Don't don't speak his name in front of me. <laughs> I can't. Wow. This dude. Trash. You used to be nah. a Logic fan. I was. I went to a concert and then what happened? Everybody. The Everybody album happened. I no, I think, yeah, uh, I think they could be talking about more. I think, I think it could be, there could be more doors open for sure. That's my opinion. Just like, yeah, it doesn't have to be on the level of logics. Uh, 1-800-273-8255. Well, thank you. <laughs> the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. And if you are someone that is struggling with suicidal thoughts, please, of course. Uh, 
uh, hit up that hotline. We'll probably we'll probably put it we'll probably put yeah. it on the mm-hmm. screen. Rolling stuff, but uh, it's <laughs> is, is it being discussed enough? I don't think so. I still think there is a little bit of stigma around mental health. If you want to uh, talk about like rap in general, hip hop, mm. I feel like there's still a little bit of stigma around mental health. But it's a very good sign that you know the big the bigger artists such as Sean Kendrick Cole Jay Z. Um, you can throw logic in there because he makes he makes mm-hmm. he, <laughs> he, he makes the numbers he makes the numbers but it, it's it's a good sign that the bigger artists and you can even throw in uh kalani uh, in Ooh. terms of interviews when she was discussing mm-hmm. uh going through uh social media attacks on her after you know relationship things were going on but that's not this that. is why i always say that we need more women in this in this field yeah. of rap and just mm-hmm. music in general you should listen mm-hmm. to because they're way more likely to talk about their emotions yeah and what they're going through because it's so it's easy it's just easier for them yeah. socially mm-hmm. uh, but not not to say that artists have to uh discuss mental health in their music because they can do it in interviews so um are they being stigmatized now sorry Andrew. like are they is, is there like like, any like, ar- like like interviews or whenever they write in their music in general both like do you are there other guys other guys that come out now and they'll say something about their mental health or whatever and they get la- like do they get laughed at like now not, today no as, i don't think so definitely not, not on much. the level definitely not on the level nah. of like drake laughing at maybe some tro- maybe there. maybe maybe some trolls here and there you know there's always gonna be people who could talk shit but yeah. you definitely don't see that as much more people are just like oh thank you like delving off into like not not just hip-hop but like athleticism like naomi osaka saying hey i'm having mental health issues i don't want i can't get do this and everyone's just like most people were supporting her like all right you do you because it's socially unacceptable to be a dick like to someone who's vulnerable right Mm -hmm. people were people were still dicks to her on on the media but my my thing is like if that was her 10 years ago doing that Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot maybe maybe uh the uh like fellow athletes would have supported her Mm -hmm. but i feel like the majority of the public the regular public and media would have attacked her but in this case like most people are support the only people that aren't supporting her are the actual like tennis federations right that run the uh the tournaments but like everyone else like former players fellow tennis players other athletes from other sports mm. the general public everyone is you know uh supporting her but i feel like that wouldn't have it wouldn't have been i don't think it, she would have been vilified but it wouldn't have been as uh widely accepted if it was 10 years ago twitter wasn't popping as much too right so like there wasn't nah. platforms where you could clown them yeah but uh i think it was pretty good i mean i think that's because hip-hop and mental health is becoming like a new platform for self-expression um it's making it easier for people to talk about mental health and just like social media or amongst other individuals um you know i think that's the goal eventually is you know 10 5 10 years later down the line we're going to be destigmatizing and we are just currently destigmatizing mental health you know being talked about um and making it more of a safe space in general just as to discuss mental health issues that one is faced with you know not if it's not with your therapist it's with a family member or friend etc yeah. um but i don't think i have anything else more to talk about this topic because this was this was a really good discussion to be honest yeah, Denzel's a good idea, man. I appreciate this. Episode. Yeah, uh, we definitely have to have a uh, part two for sure because I got a, I got a whole like <laughs> holy crap. dissertation. Of, yeah, uh, I I had a lot in this one, but you know, I didn't want it to be so so structured. And if we want to include this, it's fine. I didn't want it to be so structured in this talk because it's a very important topic, personally to me, and just like people I've known. 
that, you know, this is something that I think that it could take days, years to kind of just break down and talk about each and every rapper if we wanted to. Yeah. Um, but I think when it comes down to the future of mental health and hip hop, I think it's a positive note. I think with anything in hip hop, like everything's like, we like, like you see now, like you see more gay people being more out, out and open, like talking about rap now and being open with themselves than versus back then 10 years ago, you wouldn't hear about anyone being homosexual in the, in the rap industry. So with that and like with other, like it's not probably a good fair comparison between the two, but I'm saying like just in general, like we've seen a positive trend, even if it's small, in small bits, we're seeing a positive, a positive trend in like things being more openly discussed in rap and hip hop. And it's not just like a talking about these three money, sex and drug topic. It's like talk about anything, you know, as long as you can kill the game, you still sound good. Right. Yeah, I agree 100%, man. I, I just I just think I think we're at the point now where like any rapper could come out and say some sus shit, quote unquote sus shit, <laughs> say stuff that's like that's like you shouldn't say that in public. And people there's going to be I feel like there's an audience for everything. Yeah. So enough people, like how many weeb bars have we heard now? Like dudes are just rapping in straight anime bars and there's like a whole 10,000 people like, I'm this is my song. Like you're, you'll be fine. I don't think people get made fun of like they used to. I can remember like 10 years ago, like you said, it's different. Yeah, yeah. It's a good time. Um, yeah, you're right. So I think that's it for everyone's, I think that's it for today's discussion. My name is Denzel, stay safe. Oh, but we got to put in the social. Oh like, yeah. Comment, you subscribe. Know, I, I, I <laughs> you're good. All right, you're right. Good. So so let's drop these socials real quick. Um, so you can follow me at, at D, D underscore Osazua on Instagram. And then you can follow us at, at the Tempo Tribe, temp, at, at Tempo underscore Tribe on Twitter. And Instagram. NIG. NIG, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, man, I'm at Dr. Underscore Good Day on Twitter, Facebook, yeah. find me. Mm-hmm. You need to get Instagram, man. I'm waiting oh, for you. No. I'm going to reiterate, follow us on t- at Tempo underscore Tribe. On Twitter and IG, so y'all don't need my personal socials. He's gonna put it in later. <laughs> Come on, bro. All right. At DJ underscore something. Nana. All right. Nana everything. All right. <laughs> well. Go ahead. Denzel. All right. Well, my name is Denzel. Everyone, stay safe, please. Remember to always do what makes you happy. Stop listening to logic. Stop. It's bad for you. Oh. Uh, okay. Fuck logic. <laughs> yeah. yeah.